And the phone is ringing. The phone is ringing for Ben. We're waiting for Ben to pick up the phone. Ben will be picking up the phone. And he will say, Paul Goody. Or something like that. We can't be sure. But we can hope that he picks up the phone. Paul Goody. The phone's ringing. Hey, Ben Lawrence. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, all right. Uh, <laughs> I have been... Uh, there have been a couple of things that have sort of made me... A little cheesed off this past week. Cheesed and off. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna gonna fill you in on what they are. All right. Why don't you Why don't you vent slash rant towards me? All right. So here's the thing. Uh, I I have a couple of things, and the first one being uh, I got CBS All Access. Oh, really? And the reason is Wait, because much? the new Twilight Zone came out. Yeah, how much does that cost, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I the one the version I have is about ten bucks a month. Okay. There's another vo- version that is six bucks a month. Is that a limited uh, selection? No, uh, that has commercials. Oh. I got the one without commercials. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Um, and uh, it's it's a channel that I've added on to my Amazon Prime. Uh, video. Gotcha. Uh, CBS All Access is one of them. So, uh, and and I'm not cheesed off about purchasing CBS All Access. It's pretty cool. Are you uh, are I you a Star cur- Trek fan? Because that's the only way you can I, watch the new Star Trek. Yeah, well, that's that was what I was going to say. Is uh, I was a Star Trek fan, um, and I am a big Brian Fuller fan, as you know, uh, Brian Fuller, who did. Pushing Daisies and Hannibal and uh, American Gods. Okay. And he is uh, involved in the new Star Trek. And I really like the new Star Trek. All right. Uh, I have been watching it. And it's really good. Uh, it The best way I can describe it is this. It feels like I'm watching the next generation when I'm a kid, if that makes sense. So it grew up, the show grew up with me. <laughs> Right. This version of Star Trek, I like it a lot because it's it it has some of the same issues uh, with it. Like like for its time, right? Star Trek: The Next Generation wrestled with moral ambiguity and and things like that. Now, of course, it seems kind of uh, you know Preachy. cheesy on the face of it, even. Well, I don't know about preachy, but ooh, uh, we're gonna get into what I'm talking I think about. There also. were some preachy moments, but uh, but the Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone from Jordan Peele was the killer app, if you will. Right, exactly. This is why I got it. I got it specifically to watch the new Twilight Zone, and again, I like it. I like the new Twilight Zone. I think it's it's good, and I am waiting to see more of it. There are only two episodes. Right. That was the thing, is that just getting it to watch two episodes of Twilight Zone would not have been enough for me. No. But the new Star Trek is is good as well. And I here's my hope. My hope is that they've got two shows I like. And my hope is that they would make more shows that I like, probably. Yeah. Uh, as time goes on. The, uh, and also, uh, I think that I can watch old CBS shows, I'm pretty sure. Like some that I haven't seen in a while. Like I Love like Lucy. Like the original... Or the original Twilight Zone. Yeah, or uh, I Love Lucy, right? Yeah. Uh, I, which I, I never really watched. 
I have to be honest. I, you know, I, did, I grew up with Nick at Night, so I'm familiar with some of those old, some of those old TV shows, especially yeah. shows like um, Mr. Ed. Seen oh, a, yeah. I've seen a ton of Mr. Ed, but the um, the first episode of the Twilight Zone is free on YouTube. I was gonna watch it the other day, uh, and by the other day I mean yesterday. But I when I when I turned it on, I saw that it was an hour long. I'm like, I ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so, an hour long. But then I subsequently just wasted the next hour doing nothing on the internet where I could have just sat back and watched the episode. So, you know, hooray, internet. You know, this is something that happens to me uh, every once in a while is I'll be like, oh, I want to watch uh, this show on Netflix, uh, this movie on Netflix. Oh, it's two and a half hours. That'll never work. And yeah. then I watch six episodes of a half-hour show. <laughs> exactly. I do or the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the exact same thing. Uh, but, you know, so here's... Yeah. Here's the thing that, that got me. I, so I, I watch I watch the, uh, the, the two Star Trek... I mean, sorry. The two uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's it. Time to go and, uh, you know... Be a productive human see, being. See who this guy is on... You know, that kind of thing. Look at... Like, I recognized this character. Who was that guy? Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. not talking about uh, Kumail Nanjiani or, or, or Adam Scott. I'm talking about, like, other people <laughs> who are like, oh, who is this guy? You know, that sort of thing. Right. And and I'm looking, and it has, like, s- the score on the Twilight Zone is, like, 6.6. Oh, on IMDb? And I'm like, yeah, why would it be that low? It was a good, you know... Racist. Sure. That's why. Maybe an 8... Well, that's the thing is that I, I go through it. I'm looking, and this is the number one. Th- the first thing that cheesed me off this week was this. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe that they gave the Twilight Zone to, you know, someone who's making it overly PC and preachy. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you you God. say that you're a fan of the original Twilight Zone are you right? Have you seen it? Do you understand that the whole thing is a morality? Pl- anyway, so that that drove me a little bit nuts. So I that was, was that I was thing one of what cheesed you off. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. Now that one's easy <clears throat> easy to say, you know. Oh, people being you know intolerant on the internet cheeses me off. <laughs> What a stand. Right, exactly. I can't believe it. But but now this next thing, Ben. Yeah. Is something where I am going to, you know, maybe ruffle a few feathers. Maybe um, the people the people that I like uh to whom this is addressed are not people who listen to this podcast. Are, are you gonna are but you gonna if, voice your support for a political candidate? Uh no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> Um, this is, this is the thing, um, that I don't go on social media, uh, that much anymore, except for Instagram. And it's actually found its way onto Instagram now, this thing that I hate. And it goes like this, uh, a comedian has said something that's funny. They have made a joke on the internet, their job. Yeah, but they're doing it on their free time, you know. So <laughs> I gave you this you know, one. For free. Gr- well, actually, yeah, I guess maybe it's marketing for that, whatever. But <clears throat> but they've made a joke. Yeah, and somebody 
says something back to them along the lines of their joke, but different. And they complain to their followers or sometimes even if they're feeling very snarky directly to the person. uh, You've just explained my own joke back to me. Thank you for explaining my own joke back to me. Oh, yes, that was my joke. Thank you for telling me. They they complain that uh, a, a someone who is not them or one of their friends has has said something similar to their joke has have added on to their joke in 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 an attempt um, to to connect with one of possibly one of their favorite comedians. That is my exact thing. Yes. I can imagine that it can be annoying, but but this is a crazy thing that we like to call banter. Right. And I can imagine that you as a famous comedian don't believe that you're it's a it's you don't believe that your fans are are uh funny enough to hang with you on this. Right. Um but but that they're that that it's unwelcome is a problem. And then this is the other thing that that uh that I note. It's when um famous comedians also complain about a joke format that's famous on or that's popular on the internet. And they're like, I hate it when people make this joke. Now, yeah. in their defense, they probably see this all the time. They probably get people tweeting the exact same joke at them over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm a little bit too sensitive because I know in the past I have done the exact same thing that they're complaining about. And therefore, I feel personally attacked that they're complaining about me. However... Allow me to bring it up to the entire group. Um, there are a couple different ways to be funny, in my opinion. Way number one, I'm funny. <coughs> laugh at me. Laugh at the thing that I'm doing. Please shut up and laugh at me. Don't talk. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> you just listen to me and laugh at me. Don't say anything to me. Sort of the aggressive uh, clown method of comedy. Well, I would I would say I'm being unkind in doing this, but I'm describing what stand up comedy is <clears throat> in a way, basically. Um, you know, somebody sets themselves up as the funny one, and then and then they do an act, and then you laugh well, at the act. Then it wouldn't be laugh at me; it'd be laugh with me, or laugh when I tell or, you. Or laugh laugh at what I yes uh, laugh. Laugh when I tell you to I, laugh. I am pre. I am presenting the comedy. <laughs> Please enjoy the comedy. Thank you. Back in. Uh, oh no, thank you. I don't. I don't need you to. Yeah. Participate this in is, the comedy. This I is need a monologue, you to, sir. Yes, exactly that that statement. Um, and then there is the other form of comedy, which um, is, hey, I'm a funny person. You're a normal person. I'm going to interview you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to let you feel comfortable, and we will see that you are also funny. Yeah, we're all funny. Everything is everything is grand. Uh, aren't human beings wonderful? Paula Poundstone is very good at that. If you've ever seen any of her stand-up routines, her specials. Yes, and in, in fact, uh, I the only time that I ever heckled anyone was. 
I shouted I love you out to Paula Poundstone when she was doing her act. And I Was this on regret it? <laughs> when did you go uh, see No, no, it was, at, it was at the University is at the University of Missouri Columbia. It okay. was at, during a live show. Uh and I feel bad about it now. Does she does uh, she shoot you down? No, 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 no. She said, Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, and then continued with her with her joke. Uh jokes. And, and yeah, she was great. But but the point is, there's um, various that, uh, levels of heckling. That is not that is not what you do at a stand-up show. And I am perfectly happy during a stand-up show not to shout out right. at the comedian. Exactly. It, 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 I I needed to bring up the Paula Pound something because I did that. <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, so that that's the main thing is I I I am not saying that there is not a place for stand-up comedy. What I am saying is. When you are on a social media platform, people will attempt to engage with you. And granted, you can use social media however you want. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, I am leaving uh, the platform alone for quite a while because this is one of the things I don't like. Um, I don't like it when... When innocent, I'm going to say innocent people, of course, you know, you could say they're not innocent. They knew what they were doing when they added, you know, whoever. Innocent bystanders. But, but when when people who aren't comedians, who, who are trying their best, who are, you know, here just to have a good time and enjoy themselves. And, and what I think is, and I could be wrong about this, but the comedian is bringing the mindset of that stage into their social media feed. They just want to to write it down. And I understand if somebody writes to you and they write something that isn't funny to you, uh, publicly ripping them is a great way to dissuade other people from doing it. You know, I get it. Uh, but I don't like it. I don't like it when I see it. Well, I feel bad as a human being. I mean, the, as a member of a. Community. I don't want to. I don't want to speak on behalf of stand-up comedians because I'm not one. But I can only imagine. Too late, Ben. I'm, I can only. You're Im- doing it. I can only imagine that yeah. if, if you make your living doing comedy, stand-up or otherwise, and yes. you put yourself out there on social media, and somebody, a fan of yours, maybe a fan, maybe a troll, writes to you in an effort to sound funny themselves to the stand-up comedian, that might sound like a threat. Or that might sound like, you know, I'm the funny one here. You, oh, sir, yeah. just yeah. S- shut well, up. Well, that this is, this is what I'm saying. It is a different mindset. It's no longer banter. It's somebody's on my turf. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I don't like. I don't like that mindset. Now, am I going to say... You know, you can't have that mindset. You're thinking wrong. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not going to say that. But I don't know. The difference between, um, <clears throat> like, I think the person, here's the thing. The the person who is reacting is ascribing motivations to the people who are doing it in a, right. a, that I don't think those people have. Well, I mean, I think Ben I, that I'm the clear, I'm the clear-eyed, right. clear-minded one. I don't know what motivations in this specific instance this person had, but I can imagine that if you are tweeting at a stand-up comedian in an attempt to either convey or retell a joke, 
you either want to validate yourself. You want this comedian who you like to validate yourself, or which is from the point of view of a fan, or from the point of view of a troll, you want to show the comedian that he's not as funny as he thinks he is. Yeah, and and my my interpretation of uh, there was a specific one. My interpretation was very much, um, "Hey, I'm building off of this thing that you're doing." Uh, it's it's a very improv-y kind of yes anding kind of right feel that that I saw from it. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna say the specific thing because I don't want to call anybody out <laughs> in particular. But let's say, for example, uh, that that I the somebody posts a picture somebody posts a picture of a cat in a doctor's office, right? Yeah, dressed in a little lab coat, adorable. And and I, as the stand-up comedian, post this picture with the phrase, uh, "I think my HMO." Uh, is being mismanaged. Okay. There's a little joke. Okay, this guy's a... And, and somebody writes in and says, what's next? Your dog is a dentist? <laughs> and then you say, yeah, thanks for explaining my joke back to me. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's not... Yeah. You're not doing that exact joke. You're... Yeah, you're, you're building, yeah. and and in 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 the in the parlance of comic books, you're helping to world build. Right, exactly. That is, and that's what many of these things I see. Uh, whereas, whereas the person who has told the joke in the first place, uh, their interpretation is: this person saw the joke I made, thought it wasn't clear enough, and rephrased <laughs> it so that other people would get it. I told my joke, fine, this person is doing uh, something that they don't need to do. I don't that, know. I think, is the problem. I don't know who this comedian was, and uh, you're not going to tell us, so I'm just going to assume that whoever it was was just having a bad day. Um, I, I Here's the thing, is the whoever it was, this comedian and... Other comedians as well, because they're and even even some. It's not just professional comedians; it's also Twitter users who who make jokes on a regular basis. It is a mindset that when they have it, they have it big time, and they it comes up over and over again. It is something that occupies their mind a little bit more than. I think is good for them. <laughs> like, like every, and the reason I say that is because every time I see it, I get mad again. So now you're like, Oh, now you're diagnosing comedians. Um, not diagnosing. Think, I'm think, commenting on a, on a behavior that I'm I think seeing. one of the things that might help your mental health a little bit is to not get mad <laughs> over this kind of thing. Well, well, uh, and here's the point. This is the point I was going to make in the first place. Uh, I go to Instagram. I want to see pictures of of things, dogs and cats right? and lab coats. I I don't necessarily want to see Twitter style beef over comments that people <laughs> made on 
people's pictures. That's that's my main point. And because because I did, you know, law of two feet or rule of two feet, which yeah. is it? Uh, it's the uh, both. Both are working. Both um work. that was making me a little bit too mad on Twitter and I got off of it and yeah. I was happy. And then it found its way. It's the same thing with people um this has happened to me uh not lately, but it has happened to me before on Twitter. Uh, not Twitter. Ugh. On Instagram, where someone will post a picture of a political uh, person they don't like, and then write a huge rant underneath as the comment, and that's not what Instagram's for. That's not. Well, who are you to say what Instagram is for? Me. I'm me. <laughs> I don't like it. This is what I'm saying. Instagram um, is whatever the users make it, and so if they want yeah. to become a place where they complain about various political figures then that's what it becomes speaking about complaining about various political figures hey buddy did we get any corrections <laughs> we did uh, as a matter of fact oh hey great so uh why don't you pull that up i'll tell the people hey so we're 20 minutes in usually i wait until a half hour but i wasn't sure if there was going to be one and i was antsy to know uh were there corrections and here's the basic way it works uh ben and i not big on fact checking, uh, in general. Uh, but more importantly, not even for the purposes of not even sorry, not not even big on not fact checking. We're big on not doing research or preparing or preparing in any way. Um, so what we observed at one point in time, I believe, on this very podcast was that people think that they know more than they do because now that they have their smartphones, they can look stuff up. And all of a sudden, looking something up has become the same as knowing it for a bunch of folks. Where the, a question that they had no idea of the answer to uh, two seconds ago, suddenly they smugly read off <laughs> what it says on Wikipedia, and then they're like, there you go. So, um, Ben and I, at least for one hour a week try to talk with just the knowledge in our, in our heads and uh, we've learned that sometimes we get things wrong and when we do we ask you the listeners to write to us at ben's email at yahoo.com at oh no no Hold you on. no you were on the right track ben's ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com yeah uh, and tell us what we did we've we've also wrong. we've also found that uh in 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 instances where we don't get facts wrong or instances where we just uh, have opinions and you cannot fact check opinions. Yes. So, but, but you can <laughs> at some point in time, tell us what your opinion is. Exactly. If, if you want to, uh, but that won't be a correction. That will just be uh Hey, and somebody else wrote in and they said this, uh, but nobody does that really, except for my wife, Jennifer Pratt, also known as Jennifer Fact Checker. Uh, and when I say that, um, Jennifer sometimes shares opinions. Uh, we also have uh, Stephen McCandless, who shares more facts than opinions normally. Um, but he may share an opinion once in a while. Well, speaking, of, other uh, that, speaking of Stephen oh, sharing an opinion, um, oh, he, yes. he did write in. Um, ah. And it was more of a general observation than a correction. 
And okay. I do not know if this is in regards to a specific thing that Betty has said, or if it's just an observation from the past three plus years of listening to her uh, grow up and mature on microphone. Yes. But he says uh, he's a big fan of Betty rounding off the show with her dawning realization that she is surrounded by horrors. <laughs> yeah, um, I believe this might have been to a specific thing, but I cannot remember what it was for. Oh, you know, I I think that uh, she might have talked about her uh, her teenage angst uh, last time with it. Maybe I, I I don't want to see. Here's the thing: I'm worried about saying it. If if this wasn't what it was about, was it about? <laughs> Teenage relationships at all? Well, you're gonna Was have that... to you're gonna have to ask Stephen or uh, Stephen if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Write in, clarify to yeah. Paul what you were talking about specifically. If but, uh, you were specifically talking about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so Stephen writes in. Uh, I believe Jose Armador wrote to us once, and I think that's all the people that have corrected us on the show. I think I think Jose. I don't think Jose emailed us. Or, I think he posted he... about on posted to us on Facebook at one point or Twitter. Oh, or okay, Instagram. Okay. I think that was on a oh, social media. Oh, that might be media. it. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. another instance where I'm where I'm gonna need to be corrected. But that's not an important point to be corrected. Here are some important points to be corrected. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. So it's um, something we like to call corrections. Corrections. Ding. Ding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, we're going to have to go back and, and revisit one of Steven's corrections from last week. Okay. Uh, so last week, Steven says, uh, you dismiss the idea that aliens would anally probe us. Humans have invented fantastically subtle machines, the FMRI or functional magnetic resonance imaging. And yet my next visit to the doctor will feature some light anal probing. Maybe there's something about the prostate they're not telling us. Maybe it's the seat of the human soul. So with that in mind, uh, Jennifer yes. has submitted an editorial. <laughs> okay, Stephen posits the prostate is the seat of the human soul. In which case, women don't have them. Prostates or souls. Interesting. <laughs> Most major world religions agreed with this idea until the late 1300s, early 1400s. We weren't gifted with the potential for reason until the mid to late 1700s. And even now, only kinda. Am I right? Women be shopping. I don't know what that means. but So there we go. Uh, That's women an be shopping is a, is, a, is a standard go-to whenever, um, whenever women are discounted as being uh, full... Members of the human race. Ah, uh, okay, I understand. And, uh, and it's it's pretty great. Okay, so, uh, so that was that was number one. That was an editorial, that, not on something we said, know, but on something Stephen said. Jennifer Jennifer does write in uh, often. Uh, never before has her uh, her intention uh, so so expertly been voiced by you. I I, I could hear. <laughs> exactly her tone of voice in in what you were reading so that was great gotcha okay so number two um yes. uh the prostate is part of the first or root chakra 
Uh, alas, not hey! alas, not known generally as the butthole chakra, but it should be. That was my comment. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, number three, we were talking about. Uh, wait, wait. They said the prostate was the. Yeah, the the prostate is part of the first or root chakra. Well, okay. See now, now that's a that's a question. Is and I I bring this back because I think we haven't had this definitive answer yet. Is the root chakra also the butthole chakra? Because if it's only the prostate <laughs> chakra, then women don't have it, as stated. So I, we need to well, know, they, um, is specifically, it, is there a butthole well, chakra? Well, the chakra might be uh, lo, uh, generalized for the location, and it's it differs between men and women. See, it is possible, and I just want to throw this out, that the phrase the shocker may be a malapropism <laughs> of the chakra, and this is where this all comes from. There might be two in, in play. Yeah, I'm you, not might sure some, you might so, have something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about... <laughs> now I have something over here. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's a, hey, hold that over yeah. there. Uh, we, have, um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, the uh, frame rates of the human eye. Yes. And persistence of vision. Uh, cats and dogs require a higher frame rate for um, a persistence of vision optical illusion to be effective. Humans require 15 to 20 frames per second. Dogs require 70. And cats, 100 frames per second. Uh, uh -huh. So unless a cat is myopic or brain damaged, it cannot see an image on a cathode ray tube. This is not the case that. with most LCD screens. The cats swiping at fish on a screen for the first... Uh, oh, thus, cats swiping at fish on a screen for the first time. Yes. So, the end of my story used to be only stupid cats can watch TV. <laughs> uh, so true. Yeah. So, anyway, and finally, number four, I... Uh, talked about watching Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer, and I mentioned that I might have seen it with you in the theater. I couldn't remember. Uh, she goes on to say, I don't think Ben saw Kung Fu Hustle with us. We did see it in the theater, but I don't remember Ben being there. Uh -huh. um, I also, or we, we talked about Stephen Chow's films, and uh, either I or you could not remember the name of one of his films. So Stephen Chow's movie about a demon hunter it's called yes, Journey, that was me. Journey to the West, which um, I actually, oh, okay. I actually looked yeah. up uh, after the show yeah, yeah, last yeah. week. And I watched the trailer on imdb.com, and it looks like a lot of fun. Stephen Chow is not Journey in it. Journey to the West is, is great. Yeah, he's not, yeah, Stephen Chow does not star in it, uh, but he did direct it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 really, it's really good. It's, yeah. I, I like it a lot. And uh, thus ends uh, Corrections. You know, this this actually uh, leads me to, to think about something. You, you know, we talk about the Uncanny Valley, and, and we talked before about the the website, This Person Does Not Exist. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about is I remember every single movie, whenever, whenever it comes out, and you're like, oh, this, now, finally, this movie, uh, the special effects are so good. And oh, then yeah. you go back in, in time, and they, and they still... I mean, the next time that you watch it, they they aren't as good anymore, <laughs> because because we as people have have learned to uh, differentiate. You know, we train ourselves to like 
see the falseness of things. I find it interesting. And I, I feel as though this may continue to happen. Well, However, how, I mean, how far can it go once once computer effects get to the point where they are indistinguishable? Well, that's the thing is that, is that it's it's possible that eventually you'll get to a point where where being able to differentiate will be a skill. But I think I think human beings will always be able to tell in some way. The only way that you can't really tell is is when. If this makes sense, uh, when everything is generated, right, then nothing looks out of place. So Pixar films are a great example. Yeah. In a Pixar film, if you took any of the Pixar people and put them against a realistic background, there would be something weird about them. Right. But because everything is rendered in... And this is the, the joy of animation. Since everything is rendered in the same style there's a uniformity of of um location so even though this person is a cartoon they don't look out of place for what you're watching right right and i think that's going to be the key when we can realistically uh generate everything from you know the so um like when Oh, there was a. I believe it was Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy had a an in theater movie come out that was all CGI. Uh, I forget what the name of it was, but when I saw it in the theater, it was like the first three D movie. I it I was amazed at how great everything looked. Right? Yeah. I was like, these look like real people, and if you watch it again, it doesn't look like that anymore. But it's because we hadn't seen anything like it. Right. I mean, with, with each successive advancement, you see the flaws in the previous generation. I think there, there's going to come a time when um, computer-generated animation is going to be so indistinguishable from real life that there's going to be legislation requiring filmmakers to inform the audience when a scene is completely computer generated. And this mm. might I think this is I think this is going to have I think this is going to happen when it gets to a point where um misinformation is propagated throughout, you know, uh the networks because let's say there is, you know, a video that came out of some politician in a compromising position leading yes. to that politician being removed from office. But it turns out that that situation never happened. And so, you know, what, what, what do we as the American public do to prevent something like that from, from happening? You know, I've been thinking about analogs to this. You know, like, is there something like that? And, and I, I came upon the, uh, the idea of photoshopping someone's head onto a, a porn actor back in the 1980s, you know, what, or <laughs> 80s or 90s, yeah, when that was a thing. And some people would see it and think, oh, that person was in a porn 
And another person would see it and go, ha, 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 that person looks ridiculous. But they know that it's not real. And that's a big distinction, right, between the two of those things? Yes. Um, I would say, if I were a politician, right, even if you could tell that it wasn't me, even if you knew that it was CGI, under those rules, I would still be able to sue because you've implanted the idea in people that uh, that that was an activity that happened even if it didn't happen even if you could tell that it didn't happen they now think of that right and so planting a bad idea even might go to the supreme <laughs> court at some point in time which i i would find That's interesting especially depending real 1984 you know, stuff right there oh yeah um the, the 1984 is a great example um actually because in 1984, it's, it's uh, you know, news reports and, and uh, you know, records and stuff like that that he is constantly redacting and rewriting and things like that. Yeah. Imagine what you can do when the historical record, it's it's the, the Star Wars special edition version of American history where, where we go through <laughs> and, and erase, you know... Uh, the Kent state riots or, you know, put guns in the hands of the students or, you know, right. Like, because in one generation you might be able to go. And I honestly feel like if we found the right people, there would be some people who would be able to tell us about something that happened that nobody remembers because all records of it were taken away or stuff that was never reported, you know, that kind of thing. I'm sure that it exists already. And, and the idea that it just now is happening is uh, sort of Pollyanna-ish of us, I think. Hmm. Um, I don't even know. I still don't know if my parents believe that the Japanese internment camps happened. For a while, they didn't, at they're, least when I was talking to them. They're now, now this internment sorry, now, deniers. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I feel like they didn't know about it because if you think about it, right. Well, how how old in, are your parents? I mean, this were they born after the war? During they were they were born yes they were children during they were like very young children when World War Two ended. And I don't think that the internment was like national news, right? I want to say it wasn't. I have no idea. I have no idea what. What the news? Well, and even the concept like of national news at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, right? everybody got their news. I mean, I'm, everybody got their news from like the radio, right? And the, or the local paper. Or the local paper, and so who knows what you know how that was uh, reported on back then. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff still that that people, um, you know, hear about, and they don't believe that it happened but it did like another thing uh metadata the collection of metadata on telephone calls and stuff like that yeah i don't know if they they probably believe that now they probably think of course you know i was talking about it at a time when when it was just speculate you know there's (laughs) stuff that i said that was speculation that is proven to be uh correct but at the time it was just in the time i was thought it was a crazy person yes And, and and I honestly um, feel Jennifer talks about this a lot. Uh, my wife, Jennifer Pratt, Jennifer Fact Checker, about how 
I'm obsessed with the concepts of crazy and not crazy. And, but, but really when stuff that I thought of in the past, which made me crazy, turns out to be true, I suddenly become less crazy. I believe. Um, <laughs> in the same way. So that, that one of the feeling of vindications or lifts you out of the, uh, the crazy layer. Yes. One of the other things, and this is my advice to, to anyone, um, things aren't crazy when you think them. Things are crazy when you talk about them right. or act on them. When you tell somebody. Yes, exactly. It's a, and that, it's a quantum... This is, it's, it's like a quantum state of an idea. And, and Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is actually something that... Um, that someone put it, it 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 really honestly made me feel a lot better and it's totally true is that um they talk about this in in meditation and things like that like thoughts will enter your mind and they could be horrible thoughts they could be like crazy thoughts and all that but they aren't reality they aren't real yeah. right so even if you have like like as a kid, there was one thing that would happen to me a lot when I was in church is I would have this urge to throw the hymnal at my dad. Okay. Just wing it across the church and throw it at him. And I always felt really, really bad about it, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, why am I thinking of this? Why? But in reality, you know, I can't control that thought. Right? The the I can control not doing what the thought is saying, but I'm not actively thinking about it. It's an impulse. It's a thing that comes up, and then you don't do that. Well, same that, thing. Um, that's been that's yeah, been like the subject of a lot of like uh, dystopian future uh, fictions, right? Where you know uh, something like um, what's that Tom Cruise movie uh, where they arrest people who think they're who they think are going to commit crimes? Because I know you can do this, Ben. The precogs. You can think of it. You can think of it. Can't think what of it. it. All I want to, all that's coming to my Minority brain is Report. Mission Impossible. Well, okay, so that's both we'll, we'll start with him. Uh, Minority Report. So yeah, so yep. so I mean, everybody has those crazy thoughts, right? You can't control that crazy thought, but what separates the you know what we call the the crazy people and the non crazy people are is the impulse control to yeah. not do that thing. Well, like as another example, um, my dad has a workshop, right? Uh, with tons of saws and tons of tools and all that kind of stuff. And whenever I was in the workshop as a kid, all I could think about, like if I would look at a drill, was the drill going into my hand. Or when I looked at the saw, all I could think about was the saw, like cutting my leg off, you know, things like that. Um, <laughs> weird, uh, possibly crazy, but, right? But, but nothing that you were realistically going to do. Right, exactly. And that's the point, is that it's... Thinking about that stuff doesn't actually make you crazy. No, but the uh, the the French have a word, and I can't think of it at the moment. That comes to people when they're standing on the edge of a cliff. People who wouldn't normally be oh, yeah, suicidal. Oh yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. so they're you know they're standing on the edge of a cliff, and they imagine themselves just jumping. There's a word yep. for that. And I, if you know the word, write I have us. that. Yep. And and yeah, it's it's something like. Um, is it the void? Is it the? I think it. Yeah, something. I think it's like I think it's the like French of definition the of or, like yeah, something of void something. Yeah, I'm getting that confused with the wit of the stare. 
uh, which is, um, you know, when you leave a party and all of a sudden you know the joke that you should have made, <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think Seinfeld wrote an entire episode about that. Yeah, well, and then obviously, you know, uh, some some comedians would be glad that you didn't because <laughs> anyway. <it's> a... <laughs> Call because they're the ones who are fun, the funny ones in the oh, family. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to do my the 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 conclusion that I had from that uh, is that I honestly think that I would rather be a funny mathematician than a math obsessed comedian. I've been watching more Matt Parker videos. Well, this is the thing: is that Matt Parker, right? Reminds me, he, he, Matt Parker is a and is his a friend comic. Trey Stone. Oh uh, yeah, um, because then I hate to tell you this, but I've heard that joke a lot, and Have it's you? not great. <laughs> and you should no, I was I was gatekeeping you, Ben. That was the. Uh, no, no. If you look up Matt Parker, Trey Stone comes up all the time. I bet. Uh, but but the but the big thing is that he. He, to me anyway, um, seems open. He seems like a he seems like a funny guy who's interested in math, not not a a math guy who's interested in being funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, because when you are a comedian, you put your focus on being funny. And well, and when, also, but, but when you're it, when you're a mathematician, yeah. you don't put your focus on being funny. It comes off right. as just like a genuine sense of humor. You're not you're not forcing it. You're not trying to write and, jokes about math. And this is this comes to uh, it's a perfect segue. Granted, I steered it a little bit, but only a little <laughs> bit. Uh, to my, I, I've stopped listening to comedy podcasts in general, except for big soft titty.png, which I still listen to, but, uh, I have a new podcast that I listen to and it is called no such thing as a fish. And are you familiar with it at all? No, I don't podcast. Okay. Are you familiar with the British television show QI? Yes. Okay, so the people who write the facts for that show have a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish, where they, four of them, get together and present their weirdest fact that they learned all week. <clears throat> and then they talk about them. Cool. And it is amazing. It is funny. And this is the thing, is that they're smart people who are funny. Uh, and, and I like it a lot. Um, and I bring it up because they have an app that I just downloaded and I started playing. This is the, uh, the Paul's app corner, uh, which doesn't exist, but now does. This part um, of the show brought to you by no such thing as a fish. It's called get fact. And get it's fact. funny because when you say it with the British accent. It sounds like you're telling someone uh, to get something else. Oh, get get fact. Fact. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and it's um, fun. 
It's like a jumble word and you have to type stuff in. And anyway, uh, I really enjoy it. And it's one of these games kind of like, you know, words with friends or something like that, where you're, you're doing sort of this mindless, um, you know, word scramble thing, but you're also learning, uh, interesting facts at the same time. There's also, I mean, in terms of like, um, fact being a substitute for a different word, there's a, there's a panelist on wait, wait, who either has a column or a book or a comedy special called Go Fact Yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Don't remember who perfect. it is, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I like Get Fact better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But who am I to, to rank people on how funny <laughs> on the they are? Fact-based a, puns. Oh, my God. Uh, so... So yeah, that's the but the main thing if I if I can if I can say anything uh about this is I want people to be more collaborative in their humor. Go out, find someone and and let them be funny for a change to bring it uh, all you'll feel good to bring it all back about around. Yourself. If you're a stand-up yeah. comedian and somebody wants to engage with you, consider it an honor and a privilege that somebody consi- that wants to somebody wants to, you know, bring you into their community and engage with you in a meaningful, non-trolling way. Now, I can say this for a fact, though. There are also, uh, you know, you and I have done comedy shows. There are some people who come up uh, or are in the audience during a show and I, this is, this is where I'm speaking up from. I'm not just, I'm not just saying this from, you know, uh, I, a lay person looking at this, I'm speaking of this as someone who has performed on stage regularly for a long period of time. Those people can be very annoying. Most of the time, their heart is in the right place, but their their general demeanor can't figure out how to do the thing they want to do. Well, I'm, all, I'm also I, talking I in terms of social media, right? Uh, in terms of like yeah. a live performance. And you're an audience, shut your hole. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yes. We agree on this. Yeah. Um, but but you know what I mean. Like there there are people who uh came to spin the bottle, right? Yeah. There are were some people who came to spin the bottle just to cause trouble, but there are other people who didn't get how it worked and tried, and we actually spoke to at least one of them. They're like, hey man, um, you you shouldn't yell out when other people are doing it. and and you do you know what I'm talking about? They were kind of contrite and they're like, oh, sorry. You I know, don't I know remember that, that specific instance. Were we together and talking to these people? Yes, I believe no. so. I believe I don't remember it was that. You and I talking. I do remember to a one sixty seconds max where we did have one thing planned and there was a rowdy audience member. Oh yeah, and you Those decided guys, to I just hate. at the last minute just scrap everything that we had planned, and you're just going to start yelling at this audience member. And you chugged an entire beer while I was doing that. I did because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> it was it was great. It it made it actually work. And those guys can go fact themselves. <laughs> hey, speaking about going fact yourselves, hey, Betty. Oh, Betty! Oh no. 
Is she coming? Are we going to get a, I, uh, I think, a conclusion to the relationship saga we got a taste of last I week? I don't know. Is that what was going on last week? Is that... Because I don't think there's a... I don't think there's a conclusion. Yep. Well, we're ready. Whenever you are, Betty. Um... Also, I uh, uh, I saw the trailer for the Joker movie. Oh yeah, just called Joker. Joker, with oh Joaquin man, Phoenix. it feels it feels like I'm gonna feel bad. I you know what? After I watch it, I it's it's like falling down meets clowns, and you know I I've seen a lot of people on Facebook who are like jazzed for it they 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 want oh man this looks like a good movie and i'm just like you know what it's probably gonna be as far as movies goes it's probably gonna be fine hey, but hey. it's just gonna be unnecessary it's like the solo movie why do we need betty, this movie betty have you seen anything about the new joker movie Mm-mm. okay well the youths don't care <laughs> that's for sure well good what are you what are you interested in this week betty uh, got back into Gotham. Oh yeah, uh, back into what? As as you know, Gotham. Gotham. Um, if you if you see the television show Gotham, uh, at the very end of it, the the uh, word Gotham kind of splits a little bit. Gotham. And for a second, it looks like it says Gotham. <laughs> nice. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, that's going on. Um, is the Joker a character in Gotham? Okay, Betty, maybe you can explain this to Ben. Spoilers for Gotham. Is the Joker a character in Gotham? Well, kind of. Thing is, the DC people won't really give the rights to Gotham, so they the rights to the, the Joker? Joker to Gotham. So he's just like, like he's there, but they don't call him the Joker. His name is Jerome. Yeah, and is it it's true that they won't give him, them the rights to use the Joker? Is that because is that because obviously sure that's they're how being it works. <laughs> yeah, they're having they 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 got the character locked down. You know, they want to control. You know what? It oh is. yeah, that maybe it's because of the movie The Joker. Maybe they said no, you can't do it. We've got this guy. He's doing it instead. Um. So let's see, Betty. Uh, you have a Girl Scout camp. Uh, this weekend? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you sound very excited. Is this an overnight camp? Are you, is it an overnight camp? Ben asks. Pretty sure. Yeah. Because when yeah. I was a now, when I was a boy when I was a Cub Scout, we had overnight camp. I went to overnight camp once. It was like four days, ben, three nights. Ben was a Cub Scout. Went four days, three nights, in overnight camp. Oof. I had a lot of fun. It was yeah. great. I don't like being outside, as you probably know, Ben. <laughs> I, yeah, I did either. when I was thirteen. I've I've passed this on to to Betty. Apparently, uh, she also <laughs> does not like going outside. Um, let's see. Uh, Betty is uh, Betty is taken to wear what is what is this called? What's your what, the thing that you're wearing? It's called a romper. Betty is taken to wearing rompers, and uh, Do not she know what that means. likes them. Uh, it's kind of like a jumpsuit. Okay. Um, except you just kind of pull it on. Are they are they connected in any way to the um, romper room? 
idea? Uh, you know, maybe something you would uh, wear. And I don't even know what a romper room is. Or just imagine I think like a romper room. A, just imagine is like, a, like a playroom, a pad in a '70s house. You know, that's got like red shag carpets that go halfway Betty, up the have, wall for some reason. Have you ever heard of the term romper room? You know, mm-hmm. it's funny, Ben, but I had a, a playroom slash living room when I was a kid in the '70s, and it had a red carpet. Oh, <laughs> Betty. Betty's hitting me with a panda. This is no good. And the only reason I say that the carpet goes halfway up the walls is because at Skateland, the skating rink in Olympia, Washington, where I grew up, had the red uh-huh. shag carpet that went up the walls. And that was basically just to protect the kids when they inevitably slammed into the wall at full speed. Um, Betty Betty went, uh, had a skating party at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, and she actually, uh, oh boy, I don't know if I should bring it up or not. Uh, well, as, I don't even remember it, so as, just do it. As you may know, uh, here in Edwardsville, Illinois, uh, the skating rink is the place to be on a <laughs> weekend. It's what all the kids are doing right. these days. Uh, Betty, now, from what I understand, you're not necessarily strong a skater but you feel as though you're good at skating is yep. that correct mm-hmm. last time you were skating how many times did you fall down five okay um i didn't mind uh, when i w- when i went skating as a kid i didn't mind falling down but a couple of times i had friends run over my fingers with their skates oh, oh god yeah that's and no good that that hurt like a mofo but it was also like these were quads, so only two wheels would go over my fingers as opposed to uh, inline skates where all four or maybe even oh, five yeah, wheels. Oh, yeah, I use quads all the time. Yeah, quads are where it's at, man. Hey, have yeah. you guys seen the uh, the skates that are that are kind of based on uh, Segway technology? No. Yeah, they apparently um, like kind of compensate. So you don't fall over and stuff. Speaking <laughs> about that, Betty wrote a Segway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, First we, time I ever wrote a Segway. We went to visit uh, my brother Dan, uh, and my brother Dan took us to the robotics lab that he's in charge of, and uh, they had a couple of Segways there, and, and Betty got to ride around on one of them. I saw a mall security guard on a Segway just last week, and it was the first time I'd ever seen one of those. I always thought that was just something you saw in the movies. Oh, a mall security guard on a Segway yeah. or a mall security guard or a Segway? Uh, a mall security guard on a Segway. This was at the Northgate oh. Mall, which is, which wh- whose days are numbered. There is a 1-800 number that is calling me, Ben. Do you want me to... Yeah, conference uh, it in. Okay, let's conference it in. Hold on. Uh, I'm putting it on hold for just a second. Okay. Hello? Maybe it's a robocall. I doubt he's. I don't think we're gonna get it. Oh, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, we so we, this is we. Are we, Alicia. we aren't Alicia. If this is Alicia, more press one now. Otherwise, uh, press two. Okay, we're gonna press two. If you'd like us to hold for Alicia, more press okay. one. If you'd like to take a message for Alicia, more no. press two. To repeat this no. information, press the star key. No. Um, what are you gonna do? Uh, what what can we do? They're not giving us an option. I did not understand your response. If you'd like us to hold for, we are not Alicia. I'm sorry. I did not understand your response. Oh, okay. Uh, let's do it. Hit pound. I'm sorry. I did not understand. Okay, let's hit star. I appreciate your business. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, well, that was we, a lot We of do fun. not have Allstate. Uh, oh, no. Did we hang up on Ben? <laughs> oh, shoot. So we hung oh, up, we hung up, up on Ben. On okay, we got to call Ben back. Call, and he, also little, hung, uh, he didn't hang up on me, but he's uh, not there. Can I talk but to the people? Connected. Yeah, sure. Talk to the people. I'm calling okay. Him. He's going to figure so, out. Well, Dad is calling Ben back, back. and stuff. Oh, no. Um, oh, there's the end of the call. Well, we're almost done. We never said goodbye. I wonder if he's if gonna you call look me back. Up Gotham, I'll give this. Every, I'll give this thirty people seconds. People are gonna tell. People are gonna sure say, "Oh, it maybe sucks. He's, maybe it he's sucks. It the sucks." And I don't I really think that, that way. He's thinking I'm gonna call him. Like, oh, okay. I like a lot of things that a lot of people don't like. Hey, hey, that was a lot of fun. And it's hey, uh, weird. I you, yeah, sorry. I know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Betty, Betty is uh, <laughs> pitching Gotham to the people. And the, but uh, still, it, it's a really good show in my opinion. I don't know if it can hear us. They can probably hear you. Huh? It, but, uh, it, she took this opportunity to to really. Uh, the characters are great, and uh, oh, you know, she took the she took the recorder the, away from yeah, some she's, she's advocating lady. From what I can okay, that are really good in it too. Right. And there's some well, guys so are how long really are we gonna let this go? Because we're over time. I'm trying not to spoil anything, I don't, I don't but know, I think, uh, still. Uh, what 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 time are we at? Ben. Uh, uh, we're we're at so about a we're about a, like at an hour. Penguin, I'll tell you what. Hey. I'll tell you what. Let's you and I really hang cute. up. Let her go as long as she well, wants, I mean, I and we'll just include at the uh, at the end of the show. That, that's that's not right, true. So Never mind. Uh, bye everybody. Uh, yep. Bye everybody. All right. I have keep to go. Wrong. No no no. Okay yeah. Keep it wrong. Ben. Bye. <laughs> keep keep bye. it wrong. No, ben, you can uh, Ben Ben so you can just keep on talking. So stay tuned for Betty Salt on Never mind. And you know there's. Like, <laughs> there's a lot good about it, and like, it's it's a lot good. It is a lot of good, in my opinion. But so this is from somebody who thought that the Phantom Menace was good. So I don't really know if my opinion is even valid at this point. I uh got a couple friends. Okay, this is going nowhere. Uh if uh if you're hearing this, that means that Ben left this in for whatever reason. And uh cuz I'm pretty sure he's the editor guy or something. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Standing next to my cat. She's really cute. Uh. So the act. Bleh, the acting in Gotham is also pretty great. Like. The performances and stuff. How do I turn this thing off? Uh, Dad, how do I turn this thing off? Uh, I'll, I'll turn it off. And, uh, yeah. As the grown-ups say, keep it wrong or something. I don't know.